0: Welcome to No Apology with Emily and Chris this week of Thanksgiving. So glad that you are joining us today.
1: It's going to be a good show today. Uh, I don't believe that, but I'm going to go with that anyway.
2: (laughs) Why do you not
1: believe that? I don't know. I joke. I joke. Uh Emily's got some really good things coming up. Uh, We're going to be talking about uh, the Bible Idiots Deep Dive. We're also going to be talking about Kirk Cousins and Megan Rapineau, mm-hmm. uh, Rapinoe. Rapinoe. How does she even pronounce her name? I say I Rapinoe, okay, but I don't Rapinoe, know. Rapinoe, that's fine. I could be wrong. And uh, we're going to get some listener responses. So thank you so much for participating. It warms our heart whenever you make a comment or go to Fresh, you know, on Facebook or go to FreshRoadMedia.com. There's a place where you can actually click a link and leave a message, and yes. we are very, very excited about that. Sound but, off. But like always, <laughs> let's start with Emily's monologue, which we have decided to call Granny Rant. Uh, Here's Emily. at that da-da, time. Da-da. As we
0: enter into the Thanksgiving week, I'm kind of realizing we have really kind of lost the art of giving thanks. It's gone by the wayside of things like conversation and etiquette, you know, and, and sensible fashion. So um, I started thinking about the original First Thanksgiving, what sixteen twenty one? Think about that. That's like four hundred years ago now. Wow, I know, right? Mm-hmm. So, but here's the thing: um, that first gathering that they had was a day that they set aside long before you know the day arrived. They didn't just on the spur of the moment think, "Hey, Tuesday, let's do this." You know, mm-hmm. uh, it was like years in the planning and the making. And the incredible thing about that story is that. It came on the heels of, number one, the uh, the Puritans and the Separatists that came over. A lot of them didn't even make the trip over on the boat. A lot of lives were lost there. What then do you mean? Lives were lost on the boat. Ooh. You know, when you're crammed into a boat like that oh, for like three died months. died at sea.
2: Yes, okay. died at I, sea. I, I, um,
0: I wasn't you know. tracking. Now okay. I am. Okay, now you got it. All okay, right. so then they get here and you got to realize they didn't have homes. They didn't have... A source of income. They didn't have food. I mean, they're just, boom, plopped in the middle of, of wilderness here. And so the first few years were really, really difficult, and they lost a lot of numbers. Mm. More passed away than actually survived those first year or two.
1: Can but you imagine th- putting that on your church platform? <laughs> Over half of us are still alive. Come and join us. <laughs> All right. Keep Uh, going.
0: So they had come. They had overcome all these obstacles. They had had some incredibly harsh winters when they first got here. And I did not know this. But they were now uh, going through a year of drought. Mm. I didn't realize that in, in uh, 1621. They were going through a year of drought. But they were bringing in their very first harvest. And they were there very thankful. They had overcome the obstacles, the cultural and the language obstacles with the Native Americans. And they set aside this day for repentance and thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And that's incredible to me. There were like 53, there were about 53 uh, Europeans or pilgrims. And there were like 90 Native Americans. And they all got together and they ate and they feasted. Um, I don't see us doing that anymore. I mean, I think we as a culture have become a people where we will give thanks when things happen that we really like and are comfortable You know, when we're prosperous, when good things happen. But I don't think we are as prepared as as generations of the past to simply give thanks, even in the midst of whatever difficulties we're going through. And I think I believe it's because we've forgotten basically three things. First, we've forgotten to see what is truly good and not everything that's good. Feels good. <laughs> it okay. can sometimes feel hard. Defend but that a it's little Still more. good. Well, you know, in the Bible, where it says, "No discipline feels good at the time, but it's producing character. It's producing endurance and perse- perseverance. So it's producing good things." So it's good, even though it doesn't feel good at the time. Second thing I think we've forgotten about is that we are, it's really hard for people to see things outside of self. Okay. You know what I mean? We're just looking at how do I feel? How does it impact me, me, myself, and I, that's the important thing. And we're not thinking necessarily about the people around us, nor people in future generations to come. We're just concerned with the here and the now and the self. The third thing I think that we have forgotten, well, I know that we have forgotten, we have forgotten whom all these good things come from and whom we owe all of our thanks and yeah. praise. So today I'm hoping as we kind of move through the show, we can kind of get some of that back, okay. get some perspective, um, because it really reminds me of a real quick story that Johnny Johnny Erickson Tata told. It's not really a story, but just a comment that she wakes up and she is thankful mm-hmm. in all things. She's not thankful for all things, but the Bible says, be thankful in all things. So she says, I am thankful in my wheelchair. Why am I thankful in my wheelchair? In this condition where she does, she's in pain every day.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, but she said, I'm thankful for it because every day that struggle drives me back to the feet of jesus mm-hmm. and that is her reward and, and so, she said
1: that actually to us in an interview mm-hmm. which we were filming and much of that made the final cut of the movie bible idiots yeah. if you've never seen the movie bible idiots just send an email to emily at freshroadmedia.com e-m-i-l-e-e at freshroadmedia.com i'll send you the director's link yeah. You know. There you go. Or have Emily send it
0: to you. Yeah. It's really an incredible story. But I think that her, her statement so there is very in line with that vision of those very first pilgrim who set aside that day because it's being they thankful were
1: in all things, not for all things.
0: In that moment, mm-hmm. just because there are things to be thankful well, for.
1: Well, our God is so, so immense that there there's going to be thankful things anytime. Right, anytime.
0: Just the fact that we have a God, we yeah. can be thankful. And
1: there are some really fallen, awful, evil things that the human being has to endure.
0: Endure, yeah.
1: And in that, even we can see the light of Jesus yeah. Christ. You I told can't a wait story. To
0: you told a story, Chris, in your sermon that was really, really good. And and when you told it, there was like an audible ah oh, when you got to the yeah. <laughs> to the last line that was really supposed to it's like the, teach yeah, people
1: the Clark family from Scott. Scotland I almost said Scottsdale yeah uh, from Scotland who had scrimped and saved and they really wanted a new life them and their nine children and uh, their d- son got bit by a dog no big deal got stitched up but they were worried it might have been a rabies dog because it was a stray dog yeah. so they got quarantined for two weeks and they missed the ship that they had already purchased tickets on and that ship was the Titanic
0: yeah they were headed to America a new life yeah they had put all their hopes and dreams into this. Yeah. 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 And
1: just life turns on a dime and God is the holder of our future. And so we can trust him with everything.
0: Yeah. So, uh, go to Bible idiots or go to freshroadmedia.com and click on the Bible idiots podcast. And you can hear the rest of the story. That's part of, uh,
1: David (laughs) OFW number eight. Yeah. And OFW is obedience, faith, and worship. Yeah. And I wanted to do, uh, you know, worship and faith or faith and worship leads to obedience. Mm -hmm. But the acronyms, uh, OFW is the only one that I could find that worked that didn't have an ulterior meaning Mm -hmm. that somebody could misinterpret if you follow my train of thought because that letter F usually stands for a word that I didn't want part of my sermon series. <laughs> Anywho, Absolutely so not. it's faith and worship leads to obedience, and David modeled that for us through a very difficult life. Everybody yeah. thinks that David had this, you know, he's anointed and he killed Goliath. and Everybody he, you
0: know, loves oh, him. Oh, he had a
1: little bit of a squabble with Saul, <laughs> but other than that, he <laughs> reigned for 40 years, and son of yeah. David is Jesus. and, and they, But when you stop and really look at what David went through, It was full of challenges and things that you normally wouldn't, you know, you being the proverbial you, Mm -hmm. wouldn't be really that thankful for. So that's the Bible Idiots podcast for this week, which is the teaching that uh, I've been uh, blessed to be able to do. Um, And well, right now we're doing all of my Harlan, Iowa stuff, you know, but I have stuff that's predating Harlan that we may want to get into I don't know all I know is that for the Bible idiots deep dive today I want you to do something I'm going to tell you what it is that I want you to do and Emily and I can testify that we've done this and it is read a chapter every day for a week and now you're like well what chapter and how many no it's one chap pick one chapter and read it every single day Monday through Friday and that's a week in our world you know your work week or whatever you can go you can go Monday through Sunday I'm you know don't don't email me saying I'm a seven-day person. You know, okay, <laughs> it's all good. But here's the point. I, I started doing Colossians chapter one, and I read it again this morning. I, I started a little bit last week. I'm not, you know, Monday through Friday is the ideal, but yeah. sometimes you get off track. Anywho, read it for the third time out of four days this morning. And again, it just popped off the page as to just the incredible supremacy of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, it, in verse 15 of chapter one of Colossians, it says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the, uh, the things we see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else and he holds all creation together. Look, I can keep reading, and it's just so incredible. The point is, is that I read that every day, you know, three out of the last four days, and yet this morning, the supremacy of Christ popped off the page. Why is that? Well, because God's Word can't be exhausted. And so many times we want to, and there's much more in in chapter 1 and 2, about how we want to create this our own God, we want God to be on our terms mm-hmm. and that's not how it goes. we we come to him on his terms, and it's so much better that way. But if you want to strengthen yourself headed towards Thanksgiving, the holidays and the new year, write God's word on your heart, and one of the best ways we have found to write God's word on your heart is to take one chapter, um, Romans chapter eight, uh, just to give you you know, Colossians chapter three, Colossians chapter one, Colossians chapter two. Uh, Titus chapter three. I mean, I can give you, I can just keep going. Yeah. Uh, First Timothy chapter one
0: or Philemon
1: or Philemon. Just read
0: Philemon. Just that's only one chapter. Just take that
1: one (laughs) chapter every day, Monday through Friday. And I'm telling you, if you're not amazed on Thursday and Friday on the power of God's word, um, I don't know what I'll do. Yeah, because God's I was gonna word... say I'll do something, but I'm not going to really do it. So <laughs> I'd be like, I'll buy you a steak dinner or whatever, you know, whatever no I put on won't. the end. Uh, yeah. You know, anywho. um,
0: but yeah, God's word is alive. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so there is life in his word. And so we need to be in it. We need to just absorb it because it truly is life giving. So We're talking about um, just giving thanks, even in the midst of difficulties. And a story came up this week that I found, and it was written by Jacob um, Kersey. And it's from the Washington stand. And it was just Brilliant. It was very short, very sweet. What's the topic? But what it did was it, um not that long ago, about what, three weeks ago, Kirk Cousins had a season-ending injury. Achilles. Yeah. And it was just, uh I remember you walking in the bedroom and you telling me that. And at that time, you didn't even know for sure what it was. You just knew that he... Had Mm -hmm. been taken off the field. Anyway, um, this Jacob Kersey wrote a a really good article, which was a he contrasted the response of Megan Rapinoe because she had uh, she got a severe injury in Mm -hmm. her final game, like three minutes into the game. She got injured. She gets taken off the field as well. And just the polar opposite responses that these two athletes had to their difficult situation it well, was st- Dark.
1: Uh, ever since I boycotted Subway because they made Megan Rabineau a spokesperson. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how much I dislike her. I didn't read the story. I don't know. You got to educate me. What okay. happened to her?
0: All right. Well, anytime she, I
1: see her, I just I, I ignore it. Uh,
0: I, I don't know a lot of the specifics, but it was in the headlines that she was going into her final game of her career. And about three minutes in, she gets this injury that takes her out. Oh, She's okay. done. She's not going to play anymore. That's how she ended I her feel career. Bad for- Any
1: athlete that that happens to,
0: yeah. But now, as she's you know talking to people and so on afterwards, one of the things that she said was, and this is a quote, she says, I mean, I don't deserve this. I'll tell you that much. If there was a god, like this is proof that there isn't really okay. So, her injury and this terrible thing. Um, You know, really cemented her in her view that there is no God, uh, especially if something bad happens to you. She wasn't able to in that see the blessing of her career. She wasn't in the midst of that able to see the blessing of the fact that she makes millions upon millions of dollars playing soccer for the U.S. women's team. Um, so at the same time, she's pig- she's kneeling during the anthem. Uh, she can't find the blessing in that at all. She's also demanding, while well, she's demanding that women be paid, you know, women that play soccer be paid the same as men that play soccer, mm-hmm. um, she's also demanding that police be defunded. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's like her, this short little time span Band that I've really been aware of her has really been marked by a lot of malcontent, you know, what yeah. I mean? not a lot of joy, not a lot of, there's no thanksgiving in you, really anything.
1: You gave me a warning before the show started. Mm-hmm. You said you cannot go rage against the machine about Megan Rabino Cause yeah. you've, you've heard me talk to nobody <laughs> in the living room when she's been on the, t- I mean, this, hard, this, this yeah. woman is, is a portrait. If you study her life, uh, by the way, Megan does have a God in her life, and it's Megan. Mm. And that's the biggest problem that she has. I think has. that's true. And it, it, she is the most off-putting human being that I've ever seen in the public space. Okay. All right. I'll, and <laughs> shh, All
0: right. Uh, let's what else did you learn that. about
1: Megan, Emily? <laughs>
0: that's all you really need to know. Um, but we'll contrast this now with fast forward. Kirk Cousins, about three weeks ago, gets this season-ending uh, ending injury. Mm -hmm. And, um, how does he respond to that? First of all, as he's going off the field, as they're like carting him off the field, he's cheering his teammates on Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you know, keep going. You can do this. It doesn't revolve around me. And, and, Then talking to him later, Chris, you actually heard more of an actual interview with him than what I did.
1: Yeah, he he addressed the media this past week.
0: Yeah, and Um, he was just full of gratitude and thanks to God for everything. So tell us a little bit about that. What what are some of the things that he said?
1: And again, just for fairness, Mm -hmm. okay, uh, before Megan Rabinow became famous and got all these endorsements, I... She was brought to our attention during the Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick kneeling situation, and that's when she first showed her off-putting colors. Kirk Cousins was on the Chris and Emily show pretty much every Tuesday for yeah. two years. Uh, had private dinners with him. We we yeah. I got a I got a video of him and I pay, playing paper football, and I and it's a week before the draft, and I almost put his eye out. I, <laughs> It goes right past, right past his left eye. I mean, that would have been like a two hundred fifty million dollars shot right there. The way it turned out. Anyway, so we know Kirk, and I know his dad. I mean, I know the family. I mean, this is a this is a brother in the Lord who we've just had a chance to watch become an NFL player. Right. So there is bias on both sides of this conversation for me. I'm just letting everybody know. Okay. Okay. But when and Kirk did say when he addressed the media, he said, "I." In my prayer time, sometimes I've been shaking my fist at God. Yes, you know. He goes, yep. it's not. But God's reminded me mm-hmm. that I'm to steward whatever comes into my life, and right now I'm to steward this injury. Before us, to steward being a quarterback, you know, and all of what he does with his with his um, success, is turned around and brought back to God focused. Mm-hmm. For example, in the NFL draft, back at, you know. Eleven years ago, when he was drafted, um, we thought he was going to go in the second round, maybe the third. And we, you know, when I when I was talking to him, the the talk was Buffalo, possibly the Raiders, and there was an outside chance maybe the Packers. Which, oh praise the Lord, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> As a Vikings fan, there's nothing, there's yeah. nothing worse I'm than worse. are wearing
0: my uh, Minnesota Wild jersey yeah, today. Yes. Good so, job. Yeah, So, yeah, we're glad he did not yeah. go to the Packers. Yeah, glad he didn't.
1: So, <laughs> Washington wasn't even on the radar with Shanahan. And then the number two overall pick that year was Robert Griffin III. So, he's their franchise quarterback for the next 10 years. And then they draft Kirk in the fourth round to be his backup. Kirk did not want to be a backup right. quarterback. He wanted right. a chance to play like everybody. Well, he was the eighth quarterback drafted, and the day of the draft, his dad did a devotion, and he shared this story on our show, and I, it's it's one of the most touching things I've ever ever heard. Mm-hmm. With somebody, you know, you want to see somebody make lemonade out of lemons. They're talking about the fact that uh, he's the eighth quarterback drafted, but David was also the eighth one that Samuel looked over before he anointed him. Yeah. Where are all the quarterbacks that were drafted <laughs> with Kirk Cousins? Where is Brock Osweiler? Where's Robert Griffin the third? Even Andrew Luck isn't even around
0: anymore. Mm, interesting. So, yeah, yeah. He
1: he's had a wonderful career. And so in the middle of all that, he is talking about how God's goodness is still in the middle of this injury, how he's going to try right. to help. Uh, Josh Dobbs the new quarterback how he's mm-hmm. going to try to be around his teammates how he's going to he's going to try to steward his injury for the glory of God just in his rehab mm-hmm. and this is a spiritual maturity that I hope people don't miss right and and he suffered a lot as a professional athlete you know being he can't win on primetime and he's never won a playoff game then he wins on primetime then he wins a playoff game then they come up with something else well the netflix after after 10 years of constantly being kicked around like he's even said if i walk on water my critics would say it's because yeah. i can't swim
0: <laughs> he knows then he will the always be there then the yeah. netflix
1: special comes out and he's shown as the guy he really is the guy you and i know and uh, by the way we, we you remember we'd pray for who kirk would marry well he married a girl named julie we've never met her but obviously it's a it's a wonderful thing and there the netflix special comes out and now he's very popular And he's good friends with Patrick Mahomes. And all of a sudden, he's playing lights out. He was on pace for an MVP season, playing the best football of his career on a team that, with him at the helm, I think we could have done a lot of damage. It didn't start out that great. Justin Jefferson got hurt. Now I'm turning into sports broadcast. I I know. I was just
0: going to say, I feel like I'm listening to ESPN. Uh, Espen. uh... He went 24
1: of 26 for 325 (laughs) yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions.
0: But what I really wanted to, because, Chris, you've had these, like, more personal conversations with Kirk Cousins about Mm -hmm. his faith, about his family, about his life. Um, When he first went off to college, how he spiritually prepared himself to do that. We had these deeper conversations with him, not just about football. And so when he did get injured, Chris, what really in his response, and there's been, you know, he's talked a little bit and we've watched him go through this over the last, you know, several weeks. What stands out to you that you're seeing right now in the life of Kirk Cousins and how does that contrast with, you know, other responses like that of Megan Rapinoe? Well,
1: one of the big things with Kirk Cousins is his contract with Minnesota is up this year and he's changed the way a lot of players get paid because he would say, all right, I'm, I'm going to everything's going to be guaranteed and guaranteed money in the NFL is is not. Common, Mm -hmm. And so his contract's up. They're letting him play out his contract this year. So he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. So many people feel like he might have taken his last snap as a Viking. Viking. And he wants to retire as a Viking if he can, but he's also willing to go to another team. He wanted to be a one franchise quarterback with Washington. That didn't work out. Um, You know, just when you're going into the draft, I just want to get one team and be there my whole career and be done. Well, everything's changed. It's like
0: looking for a wife.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of is. And so now he understands that he might be brought back on the Vikings. He might not. It depends on how the season plays. Yeah. Out. And but watching Josh Dobbs come in, who's also a believer, by the way, and get—I mean, he's—he's he's been a viral sensation now. Last night. Um, you know, on Sunday night football, we lost to the Broncos 21 to 20 and Josh Josh looked a little shaky, kind of like, okay, I can see why he's been a backup quarterback for five years. He's been in the NFL. Anyway, he's got a lot of skills, Mm -hmm. but Kirk is pulling for him. He's pulling for his teammates. It's not about him. And so he has said that he is going to be ready for whatever comes and he's just trying to take it one day at a time. Mm -hmm. And I just really wish people would do a deep dive on Kirk Cousins and you would see an example that somebody who's been risen up, who still has yeah. the humility of the Lord, and the Lord is is number one in his life, and you can just tell.
0: Right, and it's, this is not a new thing, because let's go back to when he was playing college football. He was playing against Notre Dame, and he threw an interception, lost the game. And... um he he was crushed of course you know we we heard as college football fans we heard the uh oh, you'll never make it you're just such a loser kirk cousins you know da, 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 da. um but when he had that interception you, and you you can imagine how mm-hmm. hard that is to deal with that knowing mm-hmm. that you yourself caused the loss of this game um he said that he remembers thinking to the lord thank you that my life is not built on football. Mm-hmm. Thank you that my life is built on you because if I built my entire life on football, my life would be over right now. like i'm I'm not going anywhere. I just made this horrible mistake. But then he continues, you know, telling the story about going through this this interception that he threw and and Notre Dame won. And he said, I thought, thank you for the gospel, and thank you, God, that my life is not built on football. you, my life, is built on you, and you are not changing. Right. And I have to trust him that he is going to make good out of it, and he is not going to waste it. So he saw that bad thing, that hard thing, that tough thing, and he realized God's going to do something good with it. I can't see it. I don't know what it is, but I can trust him that he's going to. That's the difference between, like, Megan Rapinoe. She cannot see that. And, Chris, you were talking about being the God of both the seen and the unseen. And when you're walking with the Lord Jesus Christ, even though you can't see it, you know that you can trust God. And I just, I, I thought that that um, article that was written was just what a great... I wish I would have thought of it, mm-hmm. you know, because it's two... Both things were very high profile. Everybody was talking about it in the world of sports. But it didn't... I. I it didn't prick me. I, it didn't stand out to me until I saw this article. And it was like, what... A demonstration of the life that God pours into his people. We're all going through the same thing. We're all living in the same world. Mm -hmm. But our responses to the things of this world, whether they're good or whether they're bad, have very different outcomes depending on whether you are trusting in God or you're trusting in self or just simply whoever you're trusting and not trusting in God and so uh, that was really what a great i don't know what the word is just a juxtaposition what a great analogy what a great look into human behavior mm-hmm. especially uh right now during this Week of Thanksgiving.
1: Well, but, you know, and again, you know, my, my son is a diehard Viking fan. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, he listens to Vikings podcasts on his way to work. I mean, and he's just been. He loves
0: the Vikings. He's been into it.
1: <laughs> and he always tells yeah. me whenever we whenever Kirk Cousins comes up, because, you know, he, in the playoff game, he checked down on fourth down. I mean, that was his only play. And, 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 and I defend Kirk all the time I, online everywhere. You yeah. know, I always have. And so he says, you only, you can't look at the Vikings without your Kirk Cousins rose colored glasses yep. on. And I say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how it's always going to be. It's always going to be that way. And it has nothing to do with sports. Right. It has right. to do, it has to do with one of the best books I've ever written, uh, read, um, that, that is, uh, what's called a trade book, which is what that means. It's a Christian book. That's not, um, it's not a fiction, uh, or, you know, it's, it's, it's a trade book. I don't know. Do you know what I mean when yes, I say trade yes, book? Yes, 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 And it's about living the Christian life. And Kirk Cousins turned me on to it, and it's called uh, In a Pit with the Lion on a Snowy Day by Mark Batterson. Yeah. That really, I've gone back and read that book a couple different times in my journey over the last 11 or 12 years. And then the, the big thing for me, and you know this to be true,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I judge people based on how they treat their wives. Mm. I mean, I look at all men through that lens, and it's not, uh, conscious it's it's totally subconscious. It's just something I always do. And for over a year, you and I uh, were praying for Kirk to find the right right gal because he's the captain of the Michigan State Spartans in his senior year. He's starting to share his faith. We got to be around him sharing his faith a little bit. But, it, you know, you, you can can you imagine how many young ladies were throwing themselves at him mm. and he held himself with integrity and he found the right one. And, and her name is Julie. We've never gotten to meet her because after the draft, after Kirk went to the NFL, he's kind of busy. Well, yeah, he's kind of busy. <laughs> I, I think I've spoken to him three times <laughs> since he got drafted. But the guy who I introduced him to, his name's Jeff and Jeff now runs the Kirk. Well, he's one of the managers that or directors or president. I don't even know what his title is. He's one of the guys who helps run the Kirk Cousins Foundation. And I introduced those two. And him and I have stayed connected a lot. Um, and like during the season, Kirk doesn't want to talk to people like me. <laughs> after the Very season. Very few of
0: us really after the do. Season, I
1: don't even think he wants to talk to people like me. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, I'm just proud of Kirk and Julie yeah. and the way they want to live for the Lord. They want to raise their family. They want to be normal people. And he is giving an example to everybody from every walk of life what it means for Christ to take over your life and for you to live in victory now and through eternity. It's awesome.
0: So guess what he's doing now that, you know, his leg is in a boot. Uh, and we're coming up on the holiday, Uh, he's actually out helping to serve meals with his teammates at the Salvation Army. And he told the Star Tribune, Minneapolis paper, Mm -hmm. that him and his son, so he's bringing his son along and teaching his son and raising his son up in the Mm -hmm. way that he should go too. He said him and his son both have just learned more deeply even that it is truly more happy-making to give than to receive so yeah and the uh, kirk
1: cousins foundation they yeah they just do so much amazing stuff yeah. i'm I'm just
0: there's I, a lot great witness there great example to look to and when you see that then it helps me too, like the difficult things that we're going through yeah uh don't be discouraged i've never
1: seen kirk cousins throw a touchdown pass right and come off the couch and just cheer and just be happy but that doesn't even come close to the level of joy that I get when I see him serving Jesus the way
0: he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. It hasn't me. changed. Even from back in, you know, growing up in high school and then going off into college, he he's still the same guy. All right. Talk about never changing. You know what I mean? He serves a God that's never changing. And you know what that does for us? It helps us to not change too and to and to stay in that on that path. That God has set us on. All right. So last week, we're going to move on here. Uh, We posed the question to you what seemingly ordinary thing about the holidays, particularly Thanksgiving, uh, makes the holidays really, really special to you? And we asked you to go to the website, freshroadmedia.com, click on sound off, and send us your responses. And you did. So thank you. And I want to share a few of those. Um, as we go through the show, Chris, did you get to see any of those? Uh, one of them. I
1: huh. mean, I saw one that came through an email.
0: Yeah, and well, then when we got some responses too on our Facebook pages as well. So let's go through some of them. I was busy. Uh, first, <laughs> <laughs> I bet Kirk Cousins wouldn't say that. I know. <laughs> I bet if I bet if Kirk was co-hosting for me, uh, he'd be like, yes, Emily. Yeah. I looked deeply into what others were doing insane and saying, com- and I've memorized it. Let's come out with to-
1: WWKCD <laughs> bracelets. What would Kirk Cousins
0: do? Let's not. All right. So we heard from Dave, and I don't know where Dave is from, but he said, this is one of his comments, He the ordinary thing that makes the holidays really the holidays. He says, my dad's brother, Uncle Brooks is the king of dad jokes. I know a few of those guys. (laughs) Anyway, he goes on to say he makes every family get together so fun. He talks really loud and tells stories that everyone knows he's exaggerating. Every year the stories get more outrageous, (laughs) but the family loves hearing. Uncle Bruce, Uncle Brooks, rather, is the life of the party at all our family gatherings, and I hate to think of the day when Brooks is no longer a part of our holiday gatherings. Wow, that's pretty cool. Does every family have an Uncle Brooks? I don't know.
1: If you can't think of it, you're probably him.
0: (laughs) yeah yeah so there's I, something
1: about being around family that just brings the uh filters down yeah and everybody's just themselves yeah um and in the danielson family that's always kind of a fun thing on one hand but when we, we were first married you were almost afraid to be around my family you were
0: there yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say you're a very demonstrative family, you're a very verbal family, and like Uncle Brooks, you talk really loud. But Chris, you had an Uncle Maury that I would hear, I don't know if I, I don't even remember if I uh, even met Uncle Morris, but... Mm. Uh, he was um, an old Norwegian,
1: don't you know? Yeah? yeah. And he'd tell these stories where he was going through the, the past there, uh, you know, with the car and the you know, real rear drive car. And I was pushing snow with the front bumper there, yeah. just pushing <laughs> snow with the front bumper. That's how much snow we had. And then then he would go into his whole, the moral of the story is Maury's a wheelman that you can never comprehend. Okay, okay. He's so far above oh, okay. you in his driving skills yep. and his, uh, you know, it It became legend amongst all the cousins. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. you guys talked about his stories long after (laughs) he was not even around anymore. All right, moving on, we heard from several people online. Uh, Jennifer says that family, just family, it isn't that the truth. It doesn't even really matter who shows up, who doesn't, who makes it this year. Uh, When you're together with those people that you love, even if you have to like do a Zoom long distance thing. Yeah. Well, we've today to today's
1: first day of my vacation. Yeah. And I'm going to hold the Bible study at noon. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm doing this show, so it doesn't it's feel like vacation who you
0: are. Um,
1: But but we're we're going to be with all of our kids in the same room for the first time it's since November years. of 2019. Yay. And it's you know, we've gotten together two or three times since then, but there's always one missing for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Yeah. So there's something special when all four of my offspring are in the same room. And then my, my two granddaughters are also in the same room. So basically, six people that have my bloodline are in the same room. It yep. is different than anything else. Yeah, it, It's a special. I don't know. It's a completeness. And yeah. I'm just so jacked. I can't, wait to, really I can't wait to see them all. Yeah, I'm
0: looking forward to it. All of us together. That's the thing. Because that doesn't happen very often. No. So in those, on those times where we're all together that's exciting now so we we, we will
1: have a meltdown somebody will have a fight i know it because it's my kids but in the outside of that one incident whatever that might be it's going to be wonderful
0: okay (laughs) barb she also appreciates the family she says family when all 18 of us are together okay we are not quite to 18 But yeah, that's a lot of people to put under one roof. And so family's just a huge thing. It really is. We can all connect with that, no doubt. We heard from Joe. Joe is from Alabama and she says, every year we go to my grandma's house. It's a tiny house and there are like 25 of us. We never know how we are all going to fit in the house and sleep over. But at night... Uh, well, hold on. But at night, we all cram into beds on chairs and couches and even on the floor. Somehow we all find a place to sleep. And I can't imagine a holiday without being all crammed in at grandma's house. Ooh, I like yeah. that. That kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. It might not be real comfortable. It might not be real convenient. Right it's good.: There's a lot it? of Alabama yeah.
1: stories like that, and it's one of the things that we've always talked about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's almost like a tradition in the South. It doesn't matter. It, it, people just pile in, and it's yep, their tradition. You
0: pile in.
1: Because <laughs> we had a we built a house in Alabama, and and Emily just felt like it was just not big enough for her family to come. And I'm yeah. like, you know. Now, now this this person is
0: spoiled. yeah, this yeah do I, here I get my own bathroom?, uh, well, you two are you two couples are gonna have to share a bathroom. Oh, fine. yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> that's how spoiled we are. We, we get that way. We get that way. <laughs> this
1: is so subpar
0: that's, this is subpar That's it. yeah, oh, you know, no. the, you, know
1: you, you know that you've jumped the shark when it comes to humility and living, you know quietly yeah. for Jesus. When no matter what restaurant you go to, there's always one flaw you can pick at the whole way home. Yeah. And we caught ourselves getting caught up in that. And then we saw a sitcom that, that pointed that out. And then we stopped doing it. you know we we started counting our blessings mm-hmm. instead. And yeah. so anyway, yeah,
0: well, we did realize though, through that whole thing, uh, square footage is important. It might not be as nice of a house, but square footage is important because we didn't even have everybody home that year. Some right. people couldn't make it, and the kids that were there were like, "Mom." Uh this house is kind of small. Anyway, um is that one, more, one, one more one more uh, okay. Edward Edward talked to Eddie, us on Facebook. What's up, Eddie? He's a man after my own heart and he said that thing is the stuffing and gravy. Stuffing and gravy. Gravy is so good. It's so good. I don't always make it because number one it's not that healthy and number two it takes a little extra time when everything is done and ready to go, then you make the gravy. Um, but yeah, that turkey gravy. I don't know. I don't know. I make as much of it as I can, and it's Emily. It's the nectar of the we, gods. We busted Emily,
1: and when we <laughs> busted her doing this, she didn't even care, she didn't stop, she didn't even blink. I'm not ashamed. But she had the gravy boat and she was drinking. Out of it. <laughs> and this was like an hour after the meal was over, and we're supposed to be clearing the dishes. And she sneaks away, and all of a sudden, me and my daughter walk in, and there's Emily standing with the gravy boat drinking out of it. Yeah, and she's just like, whatever. I don't care. I don't care.
0: <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Well, I've got
1: I've got one one of the things about our family coming up after the break. Mike Shaw's here with Right on Way yes. Off coming up in just a minute. This show No Apology with Emily and Chris is unapologetically just bringing you the light of Jesus Christ in a talk show format. We used to call it Laugh Louder, Dig Deeper, and Live Larger, and we are glad you're with us. I will tell you the one thing that means everything to our family more than any other, and I've got a text string to prove it, and I'm going to bring it up around the corner. All right. You're listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris on listener-supported FreshRoadMedia.com.
0: Hey, if you enjoy listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris, if you get any encouragement from it, please consider standing with us financially. Go to FreshRoadMedia.com and consider giving a wonderful gift today. It is appreciated. You're listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris. Thank you so much for listening to this Thanksgiving edition of the show. Yeah. it been a good day so far.
1: Well, so far, only a few technical problems. As you can see, my microphone, those of you watching on Rumble or YouTube can see yeah. that my microphone is on the other side because... I had a problem with it, so I had to use the guest microphone, which Mike Shaw's on now. So he needs to be on there, and we're bringing Mike in right now. Mike, how are you doing?
3: Thanks for giving me my microphone back. Yeah, yeah,
1: you're it. gonna yeah. need that. It's like
3: Mike check. No, I'm
0: fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. Somehow some... Mike
0: has a mic. Yeah, yeah. Right. Somehow
1: you're 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 a little darker on camera. Like we don't have enough light on you or something. Yeah, uh, uh, eh, we'll get we'll get past it. Nobody, okay. cares. nobody um, cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> You're exactly
3: right about that. <laughs> I don't even care.
1: So the one thing in our family that has come up that has to be the big holiday to do. Uh-huh is a product called Lefsa, which Emily brought up on the last we did. Uh, we the last episode. And, and I and I just, Mike, I asked you off air, yeah. and I'm going to ask you now on air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a video. It's 12 years old. Okay. And it was one, it only has like 300 views. And so it wasn't like the old morning show, you know, thousands of views or anything like that. And right. It is 12 years old, and it's Emily and our daughter Hannah making Lefsa. Okay. Can we tag that video on to the end of this episode? <gasps> sure.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All we right. can do that. Yeah. Right. And then I won't okay. have to ask anymore what lefsa right. is.
0: It's, poor it, man, I can make my it's, own. It's like poor man's peasant lefsa because it's it's made with none of the professional <laughs> okay. yeah. paraphernalia she that has, you need. Yeah, right in, up my
1: alley. In, in twelve years, she's really gotten more <laughs> professional at yeah. it. But, I mean the Understood. kids the kids love it. Yeah. And okay. so it's nine minutes and fifty-four second YouTube at the end of this show mm-hmm. to show you how to make Lefsa. We were just starting to, you know, I was just starting to film stuff and edit stuff together long. I mean, but this was a pre-runner to me directing Bible Idiots and Mm -hmm. Colors of Character and and a handful of other short documentaries. But um, so uh, the question of Lefsa came up in a text string with um, my kids and my in-law kids. Um, And so there's all of us in here. And Jake said, are we making it at Dana's house or are we, or are you bringing it? You know, they want to know. Yeah. 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 It's I, a
3: key part of and, Thanksgiving. And,
1: and, and I said, well, almost 30 pieces that your mom made this week. And she made the extra large variety.
0: They're big. They're like,
1: you know, big. And so my son-in-law, Nick, who is, you know, always late to the table, <laughs> um, he says, if I act fast, I'll get crumbs instead of nothing this time. <laughs>
0: He got no Lefza one year. Well,
3: you You know, know, that's how you learn. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I know. It's the Danielson family. (laughs) You got to
0: get where the getting's
3: good. Then
1: there's three or four memes of, you know, Nick waiting too long or Nick with Lefza. (laughs) You know, everybody's piling on now. Nick's our son-in-law married to our youngest daughter. (laughs) That's
3: said Left out Yeah.
0: Left out And Emily
1: Emily throws a a laugh, a laugh, uh, a ha-ha on a couple of these. Then Emily weighs in. This is Friday, by the way, of this past week. Okay, number one rule for turkey day. The lefsa does not come out before we sit down to eat. It is served with the turkey. There you go. So then our oldest daughter, who is without a doubt the most scholastic of all of my children, she uncorks the calculus right away. (laughs) She says, if there are 11 of us, if everyone just limits themselves (laughs) to two lefsas per unit, everyone has their two. We won't run out. And we can cut the remaining eight in halves if needed. This is this is all that's
3: going very down. Good. She's got the common denominator <laughs> yes, she's and everything oh. Academia. That's yeah. awesome.
1: <laughs> then the subject changed for a minute or, or two. and then Hannah jumps in and she's married to Nick, by the way, and she says Nick has no room to complain about the left. so that's in all caps. <laughs> that's
2: right.
1: see. When that neighbor lady made cinnamon rolls, I didn't even get one, and Nick ate five.
0: All oh, the cinnamon. <laughs> and rolls. then,
1: and then my daughter yeah. says this. She says, "I'm glad we now have lefts rules, <laughs> but no need to feel sorry for Nick. Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: yeah. got his fill of cinnamon rolls. Yeah.
1: And then the, uh, Nick Nick's came. Nick came starve. back. Nick came back and said, "There's a price to pay when there's no lefts left." <laughs> Besides, those were baked by a trader. Talking about the cinnamon rolls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. then the cinnamon rolls now take center stage. Yeah. And my oldest son, hey, you know, he he wants to be in on these text drinks because he wants to read them. But he but he's a mechanic. He gets he's an ASC certified mechanic in Alabama. He says nice. he gets back to his phone at noon. Yeah. And there's 48 text messages yeah. and it's all from his family <laughs> and it's all this nonsense.
3: <laughs> uh, you know.
1: I love it. If yeah, a look funny meme,
3: yeah. yeah, I would look forward to that.
1: Yeah. yeah, and then they go on and on about my my son's cat and and this other stuff and who's bringing dogs and um, but anyway, <laughs> that's
0: it's a, oh, that's yeah. and
1: Emily shows you how to make it now at the end of this episode nice. and so uh, it's again keep in mind when I was directing this uh, Emily's wanting to do this cooking thing I always thought we should do have done a, a Christian cooking show I okay. just having fun and so just roll with us we, yeah. we made it at our kitchen at our home in Michigan and um, uh, I thought it was pretty so, good
3: so my it prediction really my prediction is it's fine um, yes. have you seen YouTube do you see the stuff that people are putting out there yeah, yeah. it's gonna be fine okay. well yeah okay. it's gonna be great it, you know <laughs> point number one is I don't want to be those people <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. well but
0: if you're wondering about what all the hobaabaloo yeah. is about yeah. Lefsa, this uh little video will at least kind of help you
3: yeah. Try it no. and see
0: if you like right. it because it is you got to keep in mind. It's a very simple Scandinavian. So it's very subtle in flavor. Um, but it's really recipe, good. But it's it's, a, it's I don't know why. A weird goodness it's that you can't describe. just so good. But it, before you go and you buy the griddle and you buy the Turner and you buy all that stuff, you can. You can just make do with what you got and see if it's something. And that's like what the video is—is is making do with what
1: you got. You got yeah. all the high-end lefsa making stuff let, after the video.
0: Yeah, I was not going to let not having a, a lefsa Turner stop me from eating lefta. Yeah. So or yeah. the
1: circular griddle instead, you know what? Exactly. Exactly. Oh yeah, that you exactly.
0: make crepes in. Yeah, because like I, yeah. I always yeah. I use yeah. just yeah. the regular you know rectangle griddle, crepes. so I had to make them smaller, you know, to fit on the griddle. But now that I have the big lefta griddle. He's got big got big so
3: yeah. you know, going 60 years without even knowing what lepsa is, <laughs> it's left, Lefse, right <laughs> <laughs> there. You go. Um, so now L-E-F-S-E. I'm
0: for, through the text
3: string that you just shared <laughs> yeah. and, and these stories, I'm like, I'm getting it now. It's like, this is important, <laughs> it's yeah. Very so important. I feel like yes. I'm being, I feel like I'm being let in now, Yes, to the, We will make to sure the Midwestern way,
0: yes. Yeah. We will make right. sure that you get a taste of lefse before. The first of the year rolls. Well, around. Emily, time for you <laughs> to put your foot
1: on the gas All and right. take us to the next segment. What is Let's it?
0: Let's do it right on way off. Right it on is way that off. Time once again, and we are going to continue with our leftsa theme or not our leftsa theme? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Our Thanksgiving <laughs> we're calling it theme. Once it gets in your head, our Thanksgiving theme, and we're going to look at Thanksgiving eats. Thanksgiving Entertainment, and Thanksgiving Evening. You Ooh. guys are going, I'm going to put uh, some options out there. You're going to tell me what is the best option, and I'll tell you whether you're right or wrong. <laughs> okay. First, let's look at Thanksgiving Eats. We're going to go to Mike this time, uh, first Ooh. of all. Thanksgiving Eats, when it yeah. comes to potatoes Ooh. that we serve, mm-hmm. you always have potatoes at yep. Thanksgiving. Mashed potatoes and gravy,
2: mm-hmm.
0: au gratin potatoes, Or sweet potatoes with marshmallows on top. Which one do you serve? Oh, that's great. You got them in order for me. Thank
3: you. (laughs) So those are the top three in order. Mashed potatoes and gravy. Okay. Lumpy please
0: would be the top preference. Give them some pizzazz. The
3: sweet potatoes I've never been a huge fan of, but it's more like dessert, you know, with all the brown sugar. And then you got the pumpkin
0: pie. You know, and
3: pumpkin pie is my favorite. Although one year, um, and I hope this isn't an an upcoming question, but one year... (laughs) We were done with Thanksgiving and there was half an apple pie left. And I said, I will finish the rest of this apple pie. And my mom said, okay. But if you start it, you have to finish it. Ooh! And so, thinking that maybe I like she, your mom, thinking that, <laughs> thinking that maybe she would cure me of this. Well, yeah. I I finished it, so uh, yeah, it was so good. Yeah. Anyway, she
0: thought I need to come up with a new tactic: smashed
3: potatoes when, and gravy, lumpy. Please, yeah, that same right. that
1: same thing happened to me yeah. with uh cigarettes when I was fourteen. <laughs> you know, they said yeah. you're gonna you're gonna sit and smoke this whole pack, uh, and at the end of it, I'm like, well, I guess I'm addicted now. I right? know, right?
0: <laughs> now, how how did you not see that coming? Exactly.
2: So then years later, he
0: had to quit smoking, which he finally did, and thank you, Lord. Yeah, Anyway, Chris, let's go to you. What do you think? Mashed potatoes and gravy, all rotten potatoes, or sweet potatoes with marshmallows on top? Which one do we serve?
1: Oh, we serve mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah. Because we don't want L rotten potatoes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I used to call them old... Old rotten potatoes. And old rotten potatoes. You have some of those old rotten potatoes. And, and know I, rotten.
1: I went years without really understanding how good the sweet potato was. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to not eat the sweet potato pie. Do you know Why? Why? Because I am what I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was I the that dumbest <laughs> joke you've told. I love it. On you know you need to go with Uncle Brooks oh, over no, there. No. I've, I've, King I've, of the dad jokes. I've,
1: I've had more groaners than you <laughs> care to remember. This one isn't even in the top ten, and you know it. So great.
0: <laughs> I don't know what it is. You guys are both right. Mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah.
1: It's the key. It's yeah.
0: the it's the ticket. By and So I never really got the sweet potatoes with the marshmallows on top. Like I just.
1: I, uh, I I think I it's know. really cool. It's awesome yeah. now that I've grown into sweet potatoes, but it, yeah, you know I, I didn't eat sweet potatoes till Even I was probably forty-five or fifty years old.
0: Like the marshmallows mm-hmm. were not a temptation for me. I was like, no, give me the gravy anyway. You so know you why? Guys, why?
1: Because you yam what <laughs> I you <am> yam. <laughs> I know.
0: Grown up, I want to know if either one of you heard of this. Well, actually, Chris, I know you never heard of it. What? But when I was growing up, when mom would make mashed potatoes and gravy, and dinner was over, and we we're clearing the table and everything, if you ate all your dinner. You could have dessert. And dessert was a piece of white bread with gravy over the top and maple syrup. Mm. So good. Wow. Mike Shaw, you ever had that? No. Oh, no. it's good. We yeah. were
3: so poor, though, at one point. This is after I moved out of the house. And... uh we were out of food. So I had butter on one side of the bread and syrup on the other. So I've had oh, syrup sandwiches
0: before. Syrup sandwiches. It's kind syrup of that works. similar. All right, right? Very good. Yeah. Some of that old, really simple born out of kind of poverty stuff. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Anyway. We would uh, just get
1: handed pixie sticks and told <laughs> to run around the house.
3: So, <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Next All question. All
0: right. Uh, Thanksgiving and <laughs> entertainment. That's where we're moving oh, on next. Okay. What are you watching on Thanksgiving? What is a necessary form of entertainment? Is it the Macy's parade? Is it football? Or is it a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving? Chris, what's the most important?
1: If, if those are my three, yeah. I would go with football. But my family has uh, morphed from, I would say, at least 25 years, about yeah, about twenty five years ago, um, Sega Genesis, Nintendo, uh-huh. all of that. We have to have video games, and we have to have video game competitions. Okay, I was that's on, not an option. I was on. I was on the. Fa- I was on Facetime <laughs> with my oldest son last night. Yeah, and he's got a he's got a collection of over nine hundred vintage video games. It's like that's his thing.
0: Kind of nerdy. <laughs> so he's
1: so we are talking about what games. So he's getting over there Tuesday night to my uh, my daughter's house. And he's going to have it all set up, yeah. and we will we will play, we will race, we will. Does he
0: have you know. a Wii still?
1: No, I don't know. That's not his main thing. But no, no, I he's know he's got it's like not. five Xboxes. He just got the new PS Five.
0: Yeah, I love the downhill, the Wii downhill skiing. See, that would be fun for the holidays. But we're really talking about uh, Thanksgiving entertainment. So That's it's entertainment. Be like Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Themed entertainment. Well,
1: I think he's bringing the very old classic Mario and Duck Hunt,
0: <laughs> right? So oh, there you go. We, we can that shoot works. the ducks. Ooh, That's uh, entertaining. Duck.
1: No, but football football goes with that. Thanksgiving, and it's always the early Lions game and the late Cowboys game, and then for the last ten years or so, they've added a night game. We have oh, never they did. I didn't even know that. I know because we have never really gotten into that late night game unless the Vikings okay. were playing in it, which they did last year against yeah. the Patriots. And oh, so, okay. Yep. Anyway, yep.
0: Yep. Yep. Anyway. All right. Yep, 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 All right. So. So, uh, Mike Shaw, Macy's Day, Thanksgiving. Well, how does it? Macy's Thanksgiving Day, Day Parade. parade. <laughs> <Huh>? Right. <laughs> I forgot what. Out put those words in order. Cue card. Cue
3: card.
0: <laughs> uh, football uh-huh. or a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving? What's it, the most important to watch?
3: Yeah, well, it's football, of course, and I'll elaborate here in a second. Now, Macy's, <laughs> the Macy's Parade. I'll dip in and out some years, sometimes. Uh-huh. It's particularly entertaining when it's a windy day because you <laughs> never know if Snoopy's going to crash into a... Balloon. You know, yeah. I remember that
1: year. That yeah. was fun to watch. It's,
3: it's, it's, it's very entertaining. It's like, it's like watching NASCAR for the wrecks. Yeah. I'm watching right. Macy's for the mayhem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so that's fun. So I don't know if it's going to be windy this year, but if it is, I might watch uh, and see All what right. happens to those floats. All right, and then But it's football. And so, you know, Detroit, usually I'm rooting for Detroit. Yeah. Depends on who they're playing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I'm always rooting against the Cowboys unless they're playing Pittsburgh or Baltimore probably. Okay. And then this year, Thursday night. Uh Uh-huh. It's the Seahawks and the 49ers. Yeah, oh, that's right. They, and so, they were advertising that all night. Right, last night and as Sunday a Seahawks fan, not living in the Pacific Northwest right, anymore, right. I rarely get to see a full game. Yeah. And so I'm that's really That's what you will be doing on Thanksgiving. Now, I love the tradition of playing video games. I don't have that tradition, um, but maybe i'll start it. <laughs> yeah, and, so, and
0: video games can't be a part of this question because i don't know any thanksgiving themed video games. I'll take no. pictures Dot this week. It's proven
1: it yes. next on next yeah. week's show. But, <laughs> that's
0: what's going
3: to well, go down. The thing All about right. these traditions is because because you do them on thanksgiving they become yeah. themed. Yeah, they right? Yeah, that's So true. there's that yeah. and then the other thing is you mentioned uh Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Yes. Who watches that? Is that
0: I do. Is that good? Is it what it's, it's not really it's good. not even the original voices, is no, it? No, it's really not. Yeah, but just I struggle you know, the music in the background and wow. the visuals Vince of Carlton those characters. Awesome. It's so nostalgic. And okay. that's why I was gonna tell you, you're both wrong with football. <laughs> uh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. The parade mm-hmm. has fallen off the map for me in recent years just mm-hmm. because there's so much yeah, and yeah. it's like yeah. I, I don't know who these people are. Yeah. They're doing weird things on my screen. Yeah, but yeah. where can you see I, people
1: uh, lip sync <laughs> out of out of
3: tune? That's right. Is know? Megan
1: the out
0: Grand t- Marshal?
3: <laughs> <that the>
1: <laughs> uh, could
3: it could happen. Right,
1: hey, right. I, I, the first time I ever heard Josh Groban sing was on oh, the Macy's see. Day Parade. Uh, so yeah. look, it, you you both know. When I say you both, you and Dana, you and Dana both know that you're going to have it on in the morning when we're getting ready to make when we're making the food. It's tradition. It's always on. Now, whether it's CBS or NBC, because they both seem to carry it. Yeah. You guys go back and forth. Um, and then by the time 1130 Central Time rolls around, it's time for the Lions to kick off. Yeah. And so, so that's that's I, what we do. Then. I have a
0: question for you, because I don't I don't really watch the football. I mean, it's on and I like it because it's atmosphere and you hear that the music and stuff da, like da, that. And, da, da. It, and it belongs at Thanksgiving. Uh, do they still do the John Madden turdurk?
2: Turducken? Turducken. turducken turducken thing yeah. did yeah. that
0: did that tradition continue on I don't know what they do that, at Fox no. I know they
1: tried to keep going with something yeah. yeah
3: so they have their turkey leg and so they have and, and this is John Madden started it you have a yeah. turkey but they've they've stuck extra legs onto it. So it's like a six-legged turkey. Right. And is it a turducken as well? Is there a duck and chicken? Duck and
1: chicken in it, and it's made by a company in in Texas.
3: I mean, they literally make them and ship them out around the country. Yeah. So the MVP of the game still gets a turkey leg. Yes. 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 So that's still happening. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and we kind of made our own, uh, based off of Dr. Seuss, we made our roast beast where we took a ham nice. and then we skewered, you know, like 6 or 8 turkey legs around it and roasted that. <laughs> the kids love it. Yeah, no, and, and uh, but that
1: never that never stuck as a tradition. I think no. we've done it 3 times over the last yeah. 15 years. Yeah,
0: just a couple times, but it's fun. I
1: love when they stick as traditions and then and you can't it's just like when somebody says we're going to have the first annual. No, you're not. You're going to have the inaugural.
3: The inaugural correct. You, know, uh, correct, sec-
1: how you many- are
0: so easily irritated. <laughs> <laughs> He's
3: right though. He's
0: right. I know. There's
3: no such thing you as a first are, annual. Exactly. Yeah, and and exactly. so when
1: you get to fourth or fifth annual, you've yeah. got something going. Now right? you got something. And yeah, like, you know, one of the things that we do at our house at Christmas time is we do a fondue dinner. Hmm. And you know, we're 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 almost forty years in now. Yeah. Wow. Thirty-eight years of fondue wow. every yeah. Christmas That'd- Eve. That's, that's now what we tradition. do on Christmas yeah. Eve. I'm just yeah. picturing that. That's yeah. amazing. It's yeah. a, it's it's the feast of the year. It it, wow. it, it passes Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving you never know where you're going to be, right? And you never know who's cooking what. And you know, you we, we're, we're going to our daughter Dana's house. She's in charge of the bird. If they yeah. were coming here for Thanksgiving, Emily would be ch- right. in charge of the bird. So
0: yeah, what I love Anywho. about the fondue thing though is because mm-hmm. you go to all that work to prepare the food, and and especially during Thanksgiving, you finally get it all on. You've been up since. 4 a.m. Oh, dark 30. And, yeah, and uh, yeah. you sit down, yeah. and like 20 minutes later, everybody's full. You know, mm-hmm. where well, with the fondue, you set it all up. There's a lot of prep work that go into it. But when you sit down, now you're in. You're there for a few, a couple hours. Yeah. To, to cook your food. So we'll we probably really talk like about it. The more aspect we get of it, yeah,
1: we'll probably talk about it the more we get to Christmas. But but the thing about Thanksgiving. Um, is the the chance to sit around and, and have conversation with people, yes. but it, it is a feed bag, and then you know everybody's going to watch football or play yeah. video games. But right. the fondue dinner that we had, we would put the kids to bed, and then you and I would do it as a couple
0: when they were really young. You couldn't have yeah. hot boiling and, oil and so around little kids. About the, about <laughs> Wait the, till they're then, older. About the yeah. time
1: our youngest daughter was six or seven, then we brought the kids in and made it a mm-hmm. family tradition. And here's what it wasn't necessarily the food. It was the fact that this one thing that they were so excited that they got to be a part of yeah. and they were part of it every year. Now they do it themselves. If we're not together on Christmas, they somebody still does it. Is that it would the meal takes two and a half hours because you're you're doing piece by piece. You got bread, you got breadsticks, you've got you know, pasta salad and other oil things. Fondue, but it's oil fondue. cheese oil fondue, chocolate fondue. And chocolate fondue. Two
0: mm-hmm. kinds of oil fondue.
1: The kids, my four kids on Christmas Eve for the fondue. We grew as a family every year over those two and a half to three hours. And then, when, and and keep in mind, when the meal is finally done, that's when we would open presents. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have kids saying, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. They literally sat there and just absorbed the family time. And everybody talked, everybody encouraged. It, it's just a beautiful, beautiful tradition that I hope people have that in their Thanksgivings and in their Christmases when they get a chance to be around family for such a yeah. time as this. That's my, that's my hope.
0: All right, moving on to our last question, Thanksgiving evening. What are you doing on Thanksgiving evening? Do you get an early jump on Black Friday deals? Is it games and leftovers with the family? Or is it sitting on the couch in your stretchy pants and relish the food stupor like a bear stuffed with salmon? <laughs> what are you I'm going doing with Thanksgiving evening?
1: B, and that's where the video games come
0: the from. The games and the leftovers. You're yeah. still eating. You're still yeah. shoving it down your yeah. gullet. And,
1: and, and I do that. <laughs> I do that while I'm a bear stuffed with salmon. <laughs> yeah right and when you
0: stand up at thanksgiving evening you do you sound like a grizzly bear yeah
1: if you're over 40 years old and you're not wearing stretchy pants to thanksgiving you're not
0: trying <laughs> you are unprepared you are leave the right. jeans in the drawer yeah. get yeah. your stretchy pants yeah. Mike Shaw sure, yeah. what are you doing on Thanksgiving evening yeah so
3: uh, it starts in the afternoon right it depends on what true. time you pre-evening. eat pre-evening <laughs> so it depends on when what time you eat <laughs> Yeah, I prefer Thanksgiving dinner at like 1pm yeah, yeah. Um, so do we that's when yeah, we at 1 right. or 2 the, somewhere people there, that do it at 4 and 5 what are you thinking I know <laughs> I was like oh my gosh you're <laughs> oh, making me wait all about getting up at 8 day.
1: o'clock in the morning just... then <laughs> putting the turkey in is what they're
3: thinking well that's probably true So not the 4am thing but if you do 1pm and say you're you're chowing down first seconds and thirds till about two thirty ish with the with a couple different kinds of pie whatever. Mm-hmm. Then you're on the couch watching the game, falling asleep with the drool. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Now after that short nap, in my case, how else? Then you're reloaded and ready to go I for fifths and sixth and sevenths. Yeah. Yeah, and and that'll that'll be more mashed potatoes and gravy, maybe a little bit more turkey. For sure, more pie.
0: Yeah, and
3: for sure, for sure, more Cool Whip or (laughs) or Ready Whip. Cool Whip, by the way, is uh, made of a space age polymer. In case you didn't know, yeah, I only do homemade. I only do
0: homemade. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying.
3: Um, And then, (laughs) so then it's more football, and then yeah. So that would you
0: like some polymer on your pie? (laughs) Yes, pie and polymer. And
3: so you just rinse and repeat that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um and through the evening until you, you finally w- crash to a Seahawks victory over the 49. <laughs> oh there you
0: go okay yeah. here's one more question I didn't even have it on my paper but I'm throwing it out there Ooh. uh pumpkin pie with polymer or uh-huh. Emily's fresh whipped creme uh for breakfast the day after Thanksgiving yay or nay Mike Shaw yay or nay pumpkin pie for breakfast
3: uh one word answer is yay yeah, All
0: right, Chris. <laughs> I say no. Okay, why? Because
1: I don't eat the pie that you want, and if I eat it, you will be mad because you want it.
3: (laughs) Uh, Right.
1: That's the truth. I always avoid the pumpkin pie the next day because you really want that pumpkin pie. You make
0: me sound like just this... Horrendous Shovel it in, gal. In the kitchen, <laughs> drinking out well, of the gravy boat, yeah, getting after the... her husband for eating my uh, pie. Like,
1: what,
0: <laughs> what is no, your perception I, of me? I, I, I like <laughs> pumpkin
1: pie. I, you know, here's, here's the thing I've never been a huge pie guy on Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, it's just it it just takes up too much I space. I don't understand that. I, well, what it, did
0: you to say? I, I can't. It takes up too that. much
1: space. <laughs> While you're having pie for, for <laughs> breakfast, I would have a little. Gravy over stuffing with a couple chunks of turkey for yeah. breakfast. Those, you know?
0: w- it's almost like the leftovers wrong. are better. It's you know a what good I mean? Thing. After yeah. it comes out of the fridge, and you do the uh, scalloped corn and the stuffing and the turkey and the mashed potatoes, and you just put gravy over everything yeah. and eat it, it just gets better and better you as the day or two go by. Now
3: on Facebook, I'm going to get a memory, okay. and it's going to be a picture of pumpkin pie that you cannot see underneath the ready whip. And so that's, that's a tradition (laughs) for me for next day breakfast. You like a
0: little pie with your ready whip. So so you're
1: going to avoid the carnivore cult for a couple of days. I'm going,
3: I'm going rogue. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to pack on the pounds and then I'm going to get back at it and lose it all again. It's just, it's going to be a mini yo-yo diet. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: one day a year. Well, it's been,
3: think about this in the Bible. They're celebrating the thankfulness, all the things you said at the beginning of the show that resonated, resonated, resonated. And then they're celebrating with a feast. And I'm like, well, no, I only
0: eat (laughs)
3: ribos, so I'm not going to celebrate with you.
0: Yeah, and I think that whole feasting thing is really a great thing because I think it really – gives us the perspective of what a lavish god yes. is and he is a god who lavishes mercy yes. on us he lavishes his love and yeah. his and his forgiveness on us and so there is a time to be extremely you know uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just careful mm-hmm. and studious, and you know, balanced, balanced. But then you there know, is a time the, the for pendulum everything. swinging
1: between feasting and fasting. Yeah, you know, yeah. you got to have a balance. There's a
0: time for both, and right. and that feasting is really mm-hmm. just a, a great reminder that yeah. God is good. He lavishes His love on us, and it's not a way to live every single day obviously but um I, I just love it so let this thanksgiving be a really good thanksgiving for you get a fresh perspective of what it really means to give thanks and look at those difficult things in life that you might be going through right now and find god's goodness in it give him thanks and praise knowing that he's going to walk through it with you he does not leave us to our own devices when um, we turn to him and we ask him for that. So we do have a lot to be thankful for. Chris and Mike. Chris first. Any final thoughts before we go?
1: Uh, yeah. Just um, check out the uh, the of video at the end of this. It's 12 oh, yeah. years old and I think that you'll enjoy it. <laughs> and um, have, a, have a very strong Thanksgiving. Yeah. Don't forget that the pilgrims, yes, Emily talked about 1621. But the real deal for America is when Lincoln made the proclamation.
2: True.
0: That, Made it formal. That that yeah.
1: the fourth Thursday of November would be set aside for repentance and thanksgiving. We dropped the repentance part as we became more and more modern. But it's still, who are you giving thanks to, mm-hmm. you know? And so our Heavenly Fathers blessed us incredibly yeah. in this nation. We're still free mm-hmm. as of this moment. And so just be thankful for that freedom mm-hmm. because... Out of the freedom of America comes the power to share the gospel. And that is
3: life to me.
0: Yep. There you go. I love it. Mike Shaw, what do you think? Any final thoughts?
3: Uh, That's so great. And then just to springboard off of that, I found out now living in the Midwest, you know, I used to think, you know, people put up their Christmas lights early or their tree early because it's a preference. Here it's a necessity because <laughs> <laughs> the cold is coming. So we got to yeah. get all this stuff done before the, ice, it get, the, snow, before the yeah. weather gets bad. And I was you know, driving on the way to, you know, to, to the show this morning and they already have the Christmas decorations up, yeah. you know, lining the streets here. Yep. Um, and then, of course, after the parade. It's gonna be freezing Saturday when they light the tree. Okay. And then so what Chris was talking about, you know, the thankfulness, the yeah. what we were talking about, the feast, because we're thanking God for his abundance.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: then that leads into what? The light of the world.
2: Absolutely. And he gave
3: his light for us. Jesus, Jesus was the only one who could pay that price for us. And we're gonna celebrate that all the way till the end of the new yeah. year. It's the best time of the year.
0: Absolutely. Both things seen and unseen. He is the creator of all of it. That's why we give him thanks. And I think about, you know, if you were like walking through the wilderness and you were starving and you were thirsty and you just didn't know what you were going to do. And all of a sudden you came upon a stream full of jumping fish and blue, blue water. Uh, you would have thankfulness well up inside of you. I don't care who you are. You would be thankful. But the question becomes, who are you thankful to? Mm. Our thankfulness to ourselves and to other people, it only goes so far. Uh, And so remember, our God, our creator, he is worth all the thanks, all the praise that we could possibly give to him. And uh, let that be your focus once again 2023 Thanksgiving and don't forget tell your friends tell your family check it out if they haven't already no apology with Chris and or with Emily and Chris Jesus is coming soon with Mike Shaw and Bible idiots the teaching platform of Pastor Chris Daniels and it's all found at freshroadmedia.com